Okay, Maddie, I, I, you you have brought me to a Home Depot today. Uh, are we picking up supplies? Well, for first, something? first we're gonna stop and get a hot dog first. Of course, yeah. Okay, let's go. Yeah, we'll get that. But yeah, no, we have to get. Um, I have to get uh, tiki torches and and oil, of course, too. Okay. Um, we need to get um, like white sheets. Like that's probably like in the painting mm. department. I bet white sheets. Okay. Um, like big enough for a human. Um, and then okay. I think we'll probably need to get um, like some two by fours, like 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 that can like kind of like cross up on each other, like that sort of thing. Oh, and some rope too. We need rope. What 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 kind of party are you throwing? A toga party, of course. Oh oh okay all right all right. There, my mind went to a different place. I don't know what you were thinking? Yeah. But I don't, whatever it is you were thinking. Yeah. We're back here for episode nineteen. Get ready, folks. It's time to get slayed. We have some bad hombres here, and we're going to get them out. Bing, bing, bong, bong, bing, bing, bing. I love China. Hi, I'm Jackie. Wanna play? I just want them to suffer. I joined Donald Trump on the Republican ticket because I believe he has the right leadership and the right vision to make America great again. In 2017, a majority of Democrats turned into alt-left radical psychos. We'll get back to that later. I will build a great, great wall. I don't like them putting chemicals in the water that turn the freaking frog gay. Do you understand that? This is the man who invited white nationalist Richard Spencer to speak at Texas A&M University. Preston Wigginton knows it will be controversial. He knows most people don't want this event to take place. What do you think of Richard Spencer? Um, I think he has some valid points. Hail Trump! Hail our people! Hail victory! The Nazi-era wording, the Nazi-era imagery, at this gathering in Washington, D.C., upsetting to so many. Wigginton, a political activist who lives in Texas, says he doesn't agree with all of Spencer's views, but he certainly does some of them. Do you think this is a white nation? I think it was at one time, and I think that uh, the reaction of Trump being elected and the reaction that's going on with the alt-right being popular is reaction to it uh, declining and being a white nation. Wigginton says he doesn't like to label himself, but says he is sympathetic to the point of view of the so-called alt-right, a relatively new term for what in the past were simply called white supremacists. Why would I want to see America become less white? Why would I want to be displaced and marginalized? Here's, here's the thing. Okay? Only people with a mental illness want to be displaced but and here's, marginalized. Here's the thing. You and people like you have this hang-up about the color of people's skin. What's the difference what color people's skin are? What matters is the kind of people they are. So why does it matter the pigment of their skin? It's not just pigment. What is it? What is, people's behavior, people's IQ, people evolve over different okay. times and different places. There are, lots of, there, there, are lots of, there are lots of white people with low IQs. There are lots of black people with high IQs. There but, are lots of red people with low IQs and high IQs. Everyone's different. You're stereotyped. And so my question is, don't better you Better the devil that? I know than the devil I don't. Welcome, everybody. It's your favorite time of the month. It's Friday the 13th Horror Podcast time. It's episode 19, and we are here to bring you some 
horror in real life Feel, and horror in media. Feels so creamy. <laughs> uh, today we are going to be talking all about everyone's favorite Nazis, the white supremacist. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, we're going to take you through um, some history of white supremacy and kind of how it exists today in our own white nationalist way and how it's kind of um, personified itself in our American culture. Uh, and we're just going to kind of, you know, take you through some of that because we think it's really important that um, this is not ignored. Yeah, sure. And, you know, we, we've picked out a couple of really great films to go along with this. You know, if, if this is your first time in, at, our, at our podcast listen, listening to us, um, our, our horror in real life always really, um, always really uh, goes right along with our horror in the movies. Mm-hmm. And so our movies connect directly to the theme. Um, and so we've chosen Green Room and Red State. Get it? There's colors. Yeah, it's like Christmas, right? <laughs> and um, and they both are are, are entirely about uh, either either Christian identity or white separatism or white nationalists or neo Nazis, kind of like a melange of all of that, basically. Yeah. Um, and it's you know it's interesting to talk about, especially right now, because you know especially as uh, as LGBT people, Andrew and I, and a lot of our listeners out there, it's something that we should all really be paying attention to because the way that people um, fight against us specifically anymore has really changed, mm-hmm. and a lot of the white nationalist um, subculture. Um, in America, the way that they're talking about things is it's obviously not through mainstream media, right? right. Like you and I don't read these things on a regular yeah. basis. Nobody on our social feeds talks about it. We don't go to websites like the Daily Stormer. We don't go to um, other white nationalist blogs where they're talking about these things on a regular basis. Yeah, we're not we're not Alex <clears throat> Jones listeners, right? <laughs> but thankfully, as people like the Southern Poverty Law Center, they're organizations that do monitor those things mm. on a daily basis. And so, folks, what you're going to hear from from us today is a lot of things from um, from organizations like Southern Poverty Law Center. And if you've never been there before, you should really check it out online. It's splc.org. Um, we've got some other things from the New York Times as well, um, but it's stuff that that's pretty dark, and it's just it lives in places where we don't tread, yeah, and we don't hear about it until something bad happens, right? Until it goes to the extreme, right? And unfortunately, since 2011, we've seen that that the uh, crimes that are sort of based in white nationalism and in white supremacy, and th- there's a number of ways to talk about it. So you'll yeah. hear us use different terms sure. today, um, but they're on the rise, okay? And especially since Trump was elected president, they're on the rise. As well. Yeah, I think that there is a new level of like, I don't want to say power, but like privilege that, yeah. that this is coming back because it's being allowed to come sure. back. Do you know what I mean? Like it's, it's just, it's a different mentality now to where yeah. we went from, oh, like, no, that's bad. Like everyone stop doing that. Right, like everyone right. stop. We're all going to get along. This is a melting pot of a country. Right. Like everyone should be allowed to now... No, only these people should be allowed, and only the people that are here illegally, if you will, should be here. It's 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 a problem. Well, and yeah, it's, it, it's and it's only being given power because of, uh, frankly, the president. Exactly, and I, I think that the the most egregious example of that <clears throat> is when the Charlottesville, Virginia attack took place. Right. We'll, talk, we'll talk more about this. But when that happened, what did President Trump say after the rally, after somebody was killed? That there are uh, good people on both sides. Fine people on fine both people, sides. Fine people? Yeah, fine people. Okay. And it was, and you know, to to people that are in those, um, 
in those like conspiracy theory circles, in sure. those circles with like Alex Jones type yeah. folks, in white nationalist circles, they don't hear things the same way that you and I do. Can you explain to me a little bit more? What about I mean that? by yeah. that is that like they're actually they look for what they think are code words from mm-hmm. the president and from people on TV because in their their view of reality is so different from ours. Sure, right? like you and I watch things like. CNN or like even Fox News sometimes whatever like if yeah. if you if you want to be really gracious interpretation say, you know both sides can be can be right sometimes whatever sure they look at everything and they say no everything is controlled by Jews everything is controlled by Jews and it's all about a Zionist occupation government that they sometimes call Zog not even joking right oh now. I don't and know that, anything about this yep and that it is all controlled and everything that we're seeing in mainstream media is actually not real hmm. and that the only things that are real are sometimes the president will use code words and those code words they have developed this wacky system it's almost like their own language precisely it's, yeah it's, it's it's a code can you give me like an example of just like one or two i can't and actually i, I knew you were going to ask that and i can't think of anything right now um but if you look into things like QAnon, for example QAnon is a is it's not really an organization it's sort of like the alt-right it just kind of like exists in the ether okay and there's a lot of people who are QAnon members who will show up to rallies with like big cues on their shirts and stuff like that it's like and a secret society totally and they are the primary believers that for example when the president says something like there are fine people on both sides what he's really saying is white people only the 14 words are all that matter and this is where we're going you know forward right now Jeez. and so like it's just, it, it's 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 difficult to to talk about this sometimes if you're just a normal person like us yeah because it really does require shifting your mindset and trying to get into the shoes of somebody who really thinks this way and buying in on it too it totally like, buys like it. you have to like really like get rid of everything and reset your brain Without to think that way to really like think that that's a language that's really existing in right. real life <laughs> but you know it's at, at its very core you know the people that we're talking about and the movement that we're talking about today is really all about white supremacy and the basis of that and this is directly from the the splc uh is we're talking about groups that espouse white supremacist or white separatist ideologies and they're often focusing on the alleged inferiority of non-white people so this could include groups like the ku klux klan i'm sure everyone knows about that of mm-hmm. course Neo-Confederates, that's a new thing. Neo-Nazis, you've heard of that. Racist skinheads. Christian identity folks, you might call them Christian identitarians. Um, And they can all be described as sort of like under the umbrella of white nationalists. And what they really want is they want a return to an America that is pre-Civil Rights Act of 1964 and pre-Immigration and Nationality Act of 1965. Sounds oddly like make america great again yeah essentially right yeah because i mean if you think about this the first well there are many laws right that that sort of that sort of sought to and like like and yeah and like white supremacy and i'm doing that in quotes right now because like yeah the emancipation proclamation did that in a couple of interesting well, ways. I think that it's just, uh, it, it's a product of the time that it's in. Right, like you, ca- exactly. you can't just, there's no blanket that's yeah. going to like cover all this up. Right. It, it's got to take, um, 
everything evolves, right? And laws have to evolve along with that. Exactly. Yeah. But nothing really was was put down until the Civil Rights Act of 1964, when that explicitly prohibited discrimination based on a number of different things. Yeah. But one of those was also race. Sure. And so you could no longer legally say like whites whites over here for this water fountain and non non whites over here for this one, or right. Rosa Parks go to the back of the bus or whatever. And then of course you know the whole civil rights movement and so many people who fought for it and who fought for just their basic liberties you know that was really what was behind that now the immigration and naturalization act that i talked about of the year following 1965 Mm -hmm. what that did was reset the levels of immigration so before that America put like kind of like quotas on where people could come from, right? And like those, like a specific like number. It, 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 it was probably a number. It was probably also based on percentages too. I can't quite remember like what from, the law said but exactly. Like, so you're saying from there are different percentages from different parts of the world yep. that people could emigrate from. Absolutely. Okay. And if you look back at immigration, for example, like if you look way back, like when we were building railroads in yeah. the West, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we explicitly prohibited people coming from from China. Because because the Chinese were thought to be whoremongers. They were thought to be like completely untrustable people, like just a completely inferior race. We yeah. wouldn't allow them in at all. And what's insane. what's insane is when you think about it, the railroads out west would not exist. Like without we, the Chinese. Without the Chinese. Like the building of, of a huge part of our country wouldn't exist without Chinese people, right? And so the the unfair quota system often was balanced completely toward, you might guess, Europe, Mm -hmm. and especially to white European countries. So the Immigration and Naturalization Act sought to kind of change Balance that that out. So that we had some more diversity coming from Africa and coming from Asia and coming from other places. So, you know, that paired with Civil Rights Act 1964, that is what white nationalists are saying, we don't want that anymore. Because the other part of this, and then I'll stop talking theory about how they think, (laughs) is that they genuinely believe, and this is something that you have to kind of understand, right? They genuinely believe that there's a genocide against white people in America right now. now. And that if they don't act now, then they will not be able to secure a future for themselves and for their white children. Can I... Why do we need white people? Why can't we just all be together? I think for... The the way that a lot of of white nationalists and white supremacist thought is Mm -hmm. couched often... It's couched in this like pseudo fallacy of like safety. And like it's not ever, it's often anymore not about like hatred. Like if you look at like modern white nationalists, it's not about like, well, we hate N words, we hate Jews. It's more about preservation. It's more about, yeah, it's like, no, actually, like everyone's allowed to love their race. And if black lives matter, then white white lives can matter too. And whatever, whatever. It's a complete like bastardization of like having an understanding. That the reason that there are like black student unions, for example, mm-hmm. is probably because blacks at a, 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 a particular college were disenfranchised for a long time. Yeah. And they had to join up together to sort of form where they wanted to go. Yeah. You know what I mean? And to, and to do good things for themselves. It's a lot different than if you were a student now at, you know, where I went to school, Indiana, where it's mostly white kids. And you say, oh, I want to start a white student union right now. You don't need it. You don't need it. There's no, yeah. there's, there's no need for it. And right. also, there's no way that you could say that you're starting that from any other point of view than just, frankly, like being a racist. Well, speaking of college campuses, please, there has been a upward tick in uh, white supremacists coming to, uh, like, putting propaganda at 
college campuses. It's actually in between 2018 and 2019, there were 313 reported cases of propaganda showing up at. Wow. And the, and I, and the only thing I can surmise is that they are trying to get these kids while they're young, while they're um, in their formative years, because that's really when you're training the brain to think in the way that you were talking about, like you're either going to think a certain way, like a academic way, or you're going to think the way somebody else taught you. And so it's really alarming that they're going after these kids that probably for the first time in their lives are independent because once you get them there it's going to be really hard to turn them around on the subject. Yeah, and well, especially at college, because there are so many kids that go to college and they just, they feel lost. It's, yeah. like, it's their first time away from home. No, that's maybe. what I mean. Yeah. And it's, you know, if you go to a big campus, all of a sudden it's like, I'm not in my small town anymore. I don't have any friends. Where do I fit in? And if you can give a kid a club, a club, a way, form it around a club, form baby, it around a group, that kid sometimes doesn't even know what they're getting themselves into. Exactly. And I, I, there was a previous episode. I actually talked about this before. I can't remember which one it was, but, um, there was a podcast I was listening to, maybe from NPR, where they were interviewing a former white supremacist. Oh yeah, I remember you talking remember? about this. And, and they, the YouTube thing. Yeah, right, yeah. right. And they they asked him, um, like, you know, how did you how, get into this? How did yeah. this even happen to you? And he said, honestly, I I think I watched one YouTube video, and then like for whatever it was about a conspiracy thing, right? And then it just clicked in my head, and then right after that algorithm just kept going, yeah. and going and going, and before you know it. You like actually believe that nine eleven didn't happen? We were never on the moon. Like Sandy Ju- Hook was Sandy Hook fate. was a joke, like, and yeah. also like Jews are out to like kill me and my family. Right, like, basically, it's, and it's that easy for it to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, well, yeah, it, it 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 really is. I mean, I've even fallen down those holes sometimes. Like yeah. I, I can pull myself out of it most of the time, but sometimes I'm like, wow, there is some weird evidence here, but it's right. all manufactured evidence. Exactly. It's not real. Right. Um, but you know what? I, I encourage people to, you know, still think logically and like, you, you can't take everything for face value, but like, honestly, like, the guy on YouTube is probably not the best source of your information. Probably not going to be the best for you. you but if, if you find that stuff entertaining, like if that's because I know some people out there that are just like intrigued by sure. that whole thing, like, you know what? Th- th- you do you. Like, that's fine. Right. But like, don't take that as like real information well, and spread it to other people that may and, be manipulated. And by see, it. That, that, that's actually part of the problem, right? Is that part of what the, the, the white nationalist movement does is they also couch it in intellectualism, but like, but like oh. phony intellectualism. Mm-hmm. So, um, you may have heard of like Jordan Peterson before he's, he's a big deal right now. Like people, he, I, his, his book is like the 12 ways of like, like conquering chaos or it's something like that. Some oh, bullshit. God. Um, but he couches it in like this responsibility and like, goodness and oh, like being like very you being very owe it smart. to yourself to like right. investigate these totally, things totally, yeah. totally totally and um and other people like they they go to college campuses and they give they don't give you know rallies they give lectures they they, they mm-hmm. talk about specific subjects and it gets people to start thinking like well this guy is totally smart right yeah now. like i'm not as smart as him of, of course i should believe what yeah, he has to say I, I had like a moment too and we can talk about this a little bit later when we get into our movies yeah. but like who it's so interesting who we look to for power hmm. you know what i mean like hmm. it, it because we're all deep down inside we're all just people yeah we give power to people it, completely and it's it's kind of scary sometimes the the power that is given to certain people when they really haven't even earned it why do you think people do that i don't i think i think everyone's just looking for their 
they're looking for their thing. Have they're you, looking for their, you know, their quote unquote meaning. Do you think you've ever given power to somebody you shouldn't have? I mean, at probably every boss that I've ever had. Oh, I mean, that's interesting. do you know what I mean? Like yeah. you are, are you saying all your boss were white supremacists? No, no, not at all. Uh, no, I'm just saying Joking. like, he's not um, saying that he's not really saying that, but you give like, you give power to your parents. I get it. You yeah. give power to people you look up to. And it's just really sure. interesting how that comes to be because sometimes those people in power, um, you know, bringing it back to white supremacy, like they're speaking something that you probably know is not right. You know that you shouldn't like this, but you do. And you don't understand why. And I wonder, I kind of ramble, but yeah, no, no, no. no. But I I think it's good though, because I I kind of wonder if it's a little bit just about like human loneliness. Yeah, no, that's totally it. Everyone's looking for their thing. Right. Which, which I think is a part of, you know, once again, why kids join up and get into a movement like Mm -hmm. this because they're just lonely. Yeah. And, and you know, I think we, we give people power. It's, it's the way that people think about like a very conservative God, right? Yeah. A God that's always watching you. It's waiting for you to sin every single moment. Yeah. If if you believe in that kind of God, it means you're never alone. Right. It means there's always somebody watching you, always somebody kind of like taking care of you. Right. And waiting to zap you if you do something wrong. Mm-hmm. But even still, you're never alone. So it's it's really creepy. Yeah. And all of it is just so dangerous. Because we've seen so many examples in very recent years, yeah. especially in the last four years, of attacks that have been absolutely terrible. Mm-hmm. We mentioned Charlottesville, Virginia. And he was just he was just sentenced. He was just sentenced this year to life in prison. And uh, for those of you that don't know, um, I, I'm blanking on the guy's actual name right now. Alex but, Alex Fields Jr. Uh, he drove his car into a group of protesters and ended up killing someone, and Her, then trying yeah. and then trying to drive away. Yeah. Her name was Heather Hare. And if you didn't know about the Charlottesville um, uh, Unite the Right rally where this happened. Um, basically, it was in 2017 in August. Uh, it was at UVA in uh, in Richmond, Virginia, or in, Char- in Charlottesville, Virginia. Pardon me. And uh, a bunch of uh, white separatists and white nationalists, and also conservative, sort of like alt right people, who Trump would very much like to say are not white supremacists, but yeah, they are. Of course, they all gathered. They held. They held tiki torches. You may have heard about tiki torches in our intro to this episode. <laughs> um, and then they they marched through campus, literally chanting, "Jews will not replace us." And they did a lot of other things that were really bad. They, yeah. they, they beat up a lot of people, a lot of people of color. It was terrible. Um, and Heather Hare was the, the name of uh, a woman. She's a white woman. She was a progressive, and, and she was killed. Well, I mean, uh, there, the, of course, anytime that you have some sort of protest, there's going to be an anti-protest. No matter if you're on sure. whatever side, like there's going to be an anti-protest because... That's the point. Well, like, that's, you know that's what I mean? the thing like, that's so funny is like, don't you just love it when like when when Trumpistas and all these white nationalists they're, and they're all the same to me, honestly. When they when they say, "Well, it's freedom of speech, freedom of speech," yeah. and you're like, "Do you not understand that it's also freedom of speech to counter protest your ass exactly like, and to say that you're wrong?" Like, right. why do you think? That freedom of speech literally stops at your fucking nose. Like I, right. don't, I don't, I don't get that. No, it sense I, to me. it's always been this weird argument of like, well, if if you're going to talk, I'm going to talk, and if you're going to do that, I'm going to do that. Exactly. It's, it's it's pointless, really. Yeah. A couple more things about white nationalism in America. Um, I I think it's 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 always been a part of who we are. Yeah. Going back to our very beginnings, this this country was founded with slavery right along with it. Mm-hmm. And while we did fight a big civil war, of course, and and hundreds of thousands of people died. Um, it doesn't matter necessarily because it just kept going anyway. And Jim Crow laws and everything else just kept white nationalism as part of 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 
of our national identity. Yeah. It really is who we are. But I think a lot of listeners may not know, even uh, in the early 20th century, that Henry Ford, you may have heard of his cars before. You may be <laughs> driving one right now. But Henry Ford was a huge anti-Semite. He hated Jews, hated them. He even, in fact, used parts of his millions of dollars to spread around publishing um, this, this crazy volume of books called The International Jew. It's a hmm. four-volume book uh, full of chapters all about how Jews are the worst people in the world and how they are Jeez. out to eat your babies and basically, like, stop capitalism. Eat your baby? Not even joking. <laughs> Part of what he also did, he also helped to spread around this fake thing called The Protocols of the Learned Elders of Zion. And white, white supremacists from the early century wrote this fake book called The Protocols of Learners of, of Zion. And it's basically like these fake Jews talking about like how they want to kill everybody, essentially. It's it's wacky. Uh, oh, wild. so it's from like their perspective. Exactly, right. And, but and, but written right. by someone else. It was it's one of our first examples in of Amer- in America of fake news. Oh. And people totally believed it because it's still held up in white supremacist circles as like fact. Like wow. look look in the protocols. It says it there. This is what they want to do. It's right there. There are a number of other different uh books that are like that. There's one especially called the Turner Diaries. The Turner Diaries was really big in the eighties. Um, and it was sort of like the founding myth for um, for Robert Matthews and a group called the Order. And um, Robert Matthews was uh, this this terrible, awful uh, neo Nazi. Um, I actually played him in college. Shut up! Not even joking. In one of my first roles at at, at IU, um, I played Robert Matthews in a play called God's Country. Um, it's a play by Stephen Dietz, who wrote a lot of other plays too. Um, and it's all about uh, Robert Matthews and the Order, which is mm-hmm. the white the white nationalist group that he founded, um, going around the country, uh, mostly in the West, and uh, and going on a on a killing spree and and on a robbery spree. They they robbed um, uh, armored trucks, and they uh, killed a Jewish talk show host, um, Alan something I can't remember his name right now in New York. Uh, really awful people, wow. and then they were finally um, they were finally brought down by an FBI uh, raid, and he was killed. So he's held up as sort of a martyr in the white nationalist. Oh, okay. Um, but the Turner Diaries were was another fictional account of uh, basically a what ra- their plan is, kind of yeah. yeah, of of like a race war starting in America. Yeah, and here's how it would play out. And his adherents read that book left and right, top and top and bottom, all the way, lots of tops and bottoms, I'm sure. <laughs> um, but it's what they really believed. And you know, just all that, just to, you know, keep driving that forward. That if you're thinking about this today in America, like you're asking yourself right now, as one of you know, Frage thirteen listeners, mm-hmm. like you know, good, you're you're probably a great person if you listen to our podcast. We know that. Yeah, it's difficult for you right now to understand why do people hate people like this. Right, I'm telling you. Their brains don't work the same fucking way. That's not an excuse for them. You know, no, no, I know. That. Yeah, but truly, like you do have to delve deep. They're programmed a different uh, way to get into the darkness of what this shit is. Yeah, it's crazy. And I think too, you know, one of our um, films that we picked out today, Red State. I I think it's probably based off of Ruby Ridge in a lot of ways. Well, we can get into that when we talk yeah, about for the sure. movie. Yeah, for um, sure. But I I can't imagine that Kevin Smith wasn't thinking about some real life horror stuff. Oh when yeah, it came of course. White supremacist when he was making the film. Yeah, um, because it's 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 pretty similar in a lot of ways. Yeah, totally. But um, so let's bring it back a little bit yeah, to sure. talk about how uh, white supremacy and the LGBT community are involved. 
Yeah. Um, you know, there's there's no joke that LGBT people have no place in a in a white nationalist world. Right. We don't belong. They we're not we're not, you know, here. quote unquote pure. If not you will. exactly, not in the least. The 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 pure person would be a white you know, preferably Aryan, but dark hair is fine too. Mm-hmm. So Andrew, actually, you're really safe. In this. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm definitely out. Um, even though Hitler had dark hair, like, does no one ever think about yeah, that? You know I don't I mean? know. Like, I, I've always thought about that. I'm like, like you don't, on. you don't even fit your own right type. Exactly. So what is this? What the fuck is wrong with you? I, also, but, might whatever. I add? Speaking of Henry Ford and Hitler, Henry Ford was the only American that Hitler mentioned in Mein Kampf. So put that in your pipe and smoke oh. it. Um, so yeah, but I mean, we we don't fit. We're, we we're not part of the white nationalist country or world because we don't have families, and that's the other part of it all. Oh, it all is, comes down to reproduction. Yep, it, reproduction. But they also couch it all in family. So they make it. We're just protecting our families. We just want to have our own families and do our own good in the world. Faith, family, and folk is what they often say. Yeah. And so because we're not family makers, we we betrayed our own gender. We betrayed our own race. Um, we would be looked at as race traitors, you and wow. I, for sure. And if they had the chance, they would definitely kill us, without a, without a doubt. That yeah. There's no place for us at all. I think that the white nationalist, white separatist country would be a separate place for black people, a separate place for white people. Hispanics, you're probably gone. Jews, you're definitely gone. And gay people, you're like literally murdered. Yeah, that That's what America would look like to them. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we don't fit. So great, but also too, <laughs> but also too. Speaking of like those those deep dark places on the web, there's a lot of talk recently about how you know black trans women are being killed across the country, mm-hmm. um, and it's I, I think the CDC, if I'm not mistaken, even did call it an epidemic, and there is some conjecture right now that it is possible that white nationalists are the one that are doing the targeting. Interesting. And it could be very possible that they're doing it through either like, like escort services or like, or like prostitution um, or I I should say sex work, pardon me. um, Or also even through apps like grinder and scruff. Yeah. You know, where it's not hard to get people that you want to, you know, basically have your way with and right. kill because you could easily overpower somebody well i mean we'll talk about it once like once again we'll talk about it when we get to the movies Without but that's specifically how the boys are lured yep. in red state good point you know that's yeah. there's the because these things are in media is because they're happening exactly like that's the that's the thing you got to really remember is like people don't just come up with these ideas outside of not putting it in some sort of real life and that's kind of the whole point of this whole podcast is that we're trying to make conjecture between real life and media yeah like it's important to understand that these things don't come from nothing right like these are it's real it's things it's that have a vacuum right right yeah and you know I, and i think that um the response that we get from our audience is usually pretty good yeah um, not even usually it's always pretty good yeah no we have and, a great audience and people really do appreciate those um those uh those nodes that really connect the two mm-hmm. um and and how they connect because i think it helps people think about things a little bit differently sure um and you know all that being said Listen, if you have a little niece or nephew that's talking some shit about whatever because they're bored or because they don't have friends or whatever, like, you know what? You're an adult, man, or or girl. Like, go go talk to them. Like, you know, confront fake news when it happens because really all that we're talking about today, when you get right down to it, is what? 
fake news mm-hmm. and how terrible and dangerous it is in our society because it doesn't just stop at you know at facebook it doesn't stop at twitter it goes on to things like christchurch new zealand mm-hmm. where over 50 people were killed in a mosque it goes on to the sikh temple in wisconsin from from the early 2010s where a bunch of sikhs were killed for absolutely no reason except that the person fucking hated muslims yeah it goes to things like um the charlottesville virginia attack it goes to the pittsburgh synagogue pulse yeah it, go- it goes to pulse nightclub it goes to Mother Emanuel in South Carolina. All of these things are happening because we have a president who is giving them secret code words. Literally, that's what they <laughs> fucking think. Let's go out there and do it. It's insane. And, and it can only exist. You know, it's it's like um, it's like it's like the Washington Post byline. You know, democracy dies dies in the darkness. Mm-hmm. And you have to shine a light, and you have to keep talking. I just had a, a great chat with my friend Emmy this morning about you know how people. Um, often perceive us when we talk because I think people, you know, when people don't see the, me as the clown that I am often, which Andrew gets to see all the time, I think people think that I'm like 100% serious all the time. And yeah. I'm actually not. But the other thing is this like, I'm not afraid to talk about serious shit. Yeah. Because we got to talk about it and you right. have to too. Yeah. So I think that will wrap up our horror in real life unless you have anything else. Nazi punks, Nazi punks, fuck off. That's it. That's all I have left to say. <laughs> All right, great. So we will take a quick break. And Nazi pucks. Why did I say that? Nazi pucks. Uh, (laughs) The newest uh, NHL team. Nazi pucks. Oh my god, that's so awful. (laughs) (laughs) The the white national hockey league. The Nazi pucks. Uh, Anyway, for real though, we will take a quick break and be right back with what you've been watching, bitch. What you've been watching, bitch. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Howdy do, everybody. Welcome back to Friday the 13th Horror Podcast. And we're back with everyone's favorite segment, which is What You Been Watching, Bitch. What You Been Watching, Bitch. And this is where we talk about what we've been watching, bitch. bitch. And so we're going to start off with Andrew. Tell us, what have you been watching, bitch? Yes, I've actually been to the theater. Oh, what'd you see? I saw Child's Play. Oh, I still have not seen it. How was it? Um, You know what? You know what I will say about it is it got so much hate going into this movie. Why? So much hate. Because, I don't, because people hate remakes. They just do. <laughs> but like... Can, I'll can, tell, we, can we talk about that later, but, too, yeah, by the sure, way? Yeah, sure, sure. But I'll tell you this. This takes that story and completely changes it. So if you if you were like worried about them like shitting on Charles Lee Ray and doing yeah. the whole voodoo thing, like that's not what this movie is. It's kind of without spoiling too much, it's kind of like an Alexa gone wild, huh. but it's Chucky. So it's more like a reimagining, you might yeah, say. Totally. Yeah, totally. Which which kind of like Suspiria was, for sure, example, yeah. or other films like that. And I I'll tell you what, I had a ton of fun with it. It's gore. Good. It's gory. It's it's just a fun movie. Mm. And like honestly, if you were like sitting back and being like, I'm not gonna see it because it's a remake. Just please, just stop, stop I, it. I, I, honestly, like j- just to like take a couple of moments with you and I, to, just to kind of talk talk about that silly polemic. Like I, I I'm so tired of that argument. Yeah. Like stop being wedded to tradition. Like you're horror fans. You you ought to delight in new things. You right. Ought to delight in new interpretations. You have to delight in people being creative and having fun. And like, honestly, give it a rest, man. Because the the only thing that I would say is like, it's it's like it's the hatred for the films, but then also like the hatred for the fans of the yeah, new films. No, totally. Like, you know what, dude? I'm not into that. If I say I like something, 
just let me like it. Yeah, no, like, totally. Be cool, dude. You know what I mean? Like, come on. But yeah, anyway, Child's Play, super fun. Um, great cast. Fun. Aubrey Aubrey Plaza is like a. It's really funny because I remember when they cast Aubrey Plaza, everyone was like, sure. she's not old enough to be a mom. Yeah. But they kind of address that in a movie in a funny way. That's awesome. Um, I really liked it. I had a great time with it. And so, fun little note about that too, folks, is um, last month. Yeah, last month. Um, Andrew and I were at Music Box Theater. Oh, um, yeah, in yeah. The, um, in the, I forget what it's called, but their bar. Cinepocalypse. Uh, yeah, so it was the Cinepocalypse Festival at Music Box. And Music Box has this great little bar. Like, that, yeah, it's, that, like a, it's, it's like an extension of the yeah, lobby. Yeah, and it's it's so much fun. And anyways, we went in there randomly because we were, we were out for a friend's birthday. Um, and we went in and they had read, like, uh, they hired a group to come in for Cinepocalypse and, like, redo the whole thing, like a Chucky. Yeah, base, it was like, all Chucky themed. themed really neat we got to do the child's play um vr like, experience VR experience it was really cool we, we had a lot of fun doing it so if you ever get a chance to do that you should check it out it was, yeah. it was really neat so what is one of the things you've been watching um i've been watching um the new season of big little lies i have two and i have i have thoughts yeah you know i mean i think it's um you know we're we're out of book now right so like yeah. now it's more it's more of like kind of the handmaid's tale thing which yeah. we'll also talk about what later I, what i will say though is i i am I'm appreciative of HBO of actually hiring the author of the book to continue the story. Yeah, yeah I agree. Um, my, well, you go first, and I'll give you my sure. thoughts. Um, you know, I, I am, I'm controversial in that I'm not always a really big Meryl Streep fan. Oh, uh, that's not. very controversial. I know, I know. I know. Listen, I, I think she's awesome. I, I don't think she's. I think we have had. I think she's in a. a I, this is so hard to talk about. She's <laughs> she's a great American actress. I I just don't think she's the best. I I think that there have been um, a lot of roles that I've watched her do where I'm just kind of like. So is that what you're not into that? Is that what you're missing what, in this season? No, or? no. Actually, what I'm trying to say is that I think she's really great because that's this what I, I was going to say. I think she's the best part of. This. I think she's really really good, and I think that the way she does things is is kind of nice and. Um, I'm I'm into that. I I think that the season is is you know I've I've um I have had some moments in the season where I've really been emotionally taken mm-hmm. and where I've really I've, I've cried watching it. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some there are it, it's difficult to watch victims of abuse um come out of it and learn a new way forward. Yeah. Um. Even after things have have transpired, and so it's uh it's this is a difficult season to watch. I don't I don't know where it's going. That's that. See, that's kind of my problem. Yeah. Is that where 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 are we going? Yeah. Like what we're just meandering at this at this I, moment. I I feel the same way, and I feel the same way about my next choice. But I'm going to save that until okay. after you go. Yeah. No. I I listen. I was going to watch Big Little Lies no matter what because yeah, of, of I really like the first season. Right. Um, I'm having some issues with just the pacing of this season. Yeah, me too. I just need it to go somewhere. Um, I think Meryl Streep is probably the best thing that's happening. And I think, I'm sorry, Reese Witherspoon is kind of the worst thing that's happening because her acting is just not good. I'm yeah, sorry. It's, it's just not good. I, I think she has a tricky part to play right now. Yeah. Um, I don't know. You know what? Let's reserve judgment until we see the whole thing. I agree. And we'll come I'm going to continue to watch okay. it. Oh, God, of like, course, of course. Nicole course. Kidman is doing great. Everyone is doing great stuff. I'm just like, where is this going? I think, because it's, I in think the, it's the story. In the in the first season, you're leading up to a, a moment. Like, you know the moment is coming. And in this season, we don't have that. I, I, I do wonder if part of our frustration isn't that it is part of a victim becoming a victim no longer. Sure. Right? Because, like, more what I'm mostly frustrated with is why fucking Nicole Kidman's character, I can't think of her name right now, but whatever it is, yeah. why she won't just look at the mom and go, your son is a rapist, he's an well, awful she's person, tried. and he's, but like, 
forcefully, like, yeah. like really into it. Like if we, we, we can always put ourselves in a situation to go, mm-hmm. Oh, if that were me, if, if I was the person being abused, sure. I would have done this. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to frustrating yeah. because I just want to say like, Oh my God, just fucking get away from there. Yeah. Go away from her altogether. Move across the country, go somewhere to do anything, but get the fuck away. Because clearly that woman was also abused. She was probably also abused by Perry himself. Sure. She's a terrible person. I will say though, there, Oy. I was really into this season after the first episode, because we have that great moment at the kitchen table where oh. she just, where she just screams. Yes. And Nicole Kidman's reaction is just like, it's so real. Oh my God. And I loved it. And it's just from there on, I'm just like, okay, so we have a psychic mom now. And like, I don't, I, yeah. The, listen, this isn't the big little lies sign know, cast, know, so we can go move on. But I'm just I saying, know. I'm hoping that there is a um, inevitable finale I that we are you. going towards. What's your next choice? So my next choice is a movie that I randomly fell upon on. Hmm. Um, it, it, I found it on Xfinity okay. on demand. It was called Everfell. Um, oh. I don't. I haven't heard anybody talk about this movie. Um, it's about an ice skater. Okay. Who does he keep falling? Well, no. It's, well, first of all, it's a, it's a girl, but um, she that was kind of funny. She, though. Come on, right? That was funny. She has an accident that um, pretty much takes her out of the competitive circle. Okay, and you don't know what that accident is until the end of the movie, and it kind of huh. is the it's the it's kind of like the crux of the movie. Yep. Like that's what you're leading up to is like what happened. Sure. Um, but they she gets invited to this like town that burned down like years and years ago but they've rebuilt and she gets invited to this competition because it's like a last chance type of thing sure and then it gets real weird and supernaturally it ultimately doesn't quite work because like the ending doesn't really make a ton of sense but there's some good like nuggets in there yeah uh, especially like what happens with like the boyfriend and kind of like what the accident was. And like, it really plays into our modern like YouTube culture. Sure. Um, and like those people that are like extremists, you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, who, sure. who, how can I get the clicks? How can I get the likes? Right. Like, how can I do that? It's, it plays upon that in an interesting way with huh. relationships. Interesting. So it, it's not a horrible movie. It's not a great movie. I'd say, Give it a watch if you have nothing else to watch. It's, but, your, it's your falling asleep movie. Yeah. I mean, sure. but it, I wanted to like it so much more than I did. Yeah. And, and ultimately fell flat, but I think some people could get some stuff out of it. Hmm. But anyway. Interesting. So, um, do we want to go to the big one or do you have one more? I have one more. Okay. Um, and um, interesting that you, that you talk about nuggets because that makes me think about chicken nuggets, which they probably do not have in Gilead. In my final choice, which is um, The Handmaid's Tale. And um, I'm watching The Handmaid's Tale, of course, on Hulu, which, by the way, I despise Hulu's interface. It drives me absolutely <laughs> fucking crazy. I don't like watching these on Hulu. It's awful. But beyond that, um, I'm giving the show, continuing to give the show a chance. Is this the third season? Uh, I, honestly, I don't even remember. But whatever. I think it's the third season. Okay. It is so frustrating. Every episode basically ends with um, Elizabeth Moss. That's mm-hmm. her name, yep. right? With Elizabeth Moss, like with uh, like a grimace and looking up at the screen, kind of like this, and I'm just like, yeah, girl, that, that that's me too, like, because literally nothing is happening. Oh, and that's, you know, that's and it's it's you know, if you're caught up in the show, then you know that like she stayed in Gilead, she didn't go to Canada with with the kid, and that alone was frustrating fucking enough. Yeah. On top of now her being here still and literally like there's nothing going just on. just existing, and like we get it. <laughs> 
Gilead is fucked up. Got it. Perfect. We've already established but that. <laughs> part of the part of the problem and why it's so frustrating now, and I, I bet people will, will agree with me on this, is that we don't know enough about like the universe of, of this show for it to really work. Yeah. And what I mean by so that they've is, never like explored sure, because, outside okay, of that. Yeah, yeah, right. So I mean, really think about this. Why is Gilead so powerful? Why did they win the war? Why do they hold these cities? We don't know any of that. We know nothing. Oh, interesting. And so all we know is that like people like Joseph fucking Fines are in control. You tell me that little motherfucker like won the war? How? How did he do it? Yeah. We have no idea what it is. We also don't really know about their theology. Why do they believe what they believe? Sure. What actually do they even believe? Because all we're being given in this new season it's just the same old shit kind of recycled. Like you, a day in the life yeah, of Gilead. And, and, and you watch it and you're kind of like, you know, it just sort of seems like a bunch of people who like don't know about religion in general, like writing like a fantasy novel. And I'm kind of tired of it because honestly, like there's real shit happening here right now that is actually really fucking scary. Sure. I, could, I could just watch that all fucking day. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I don't know where we're going. It needs to do something very soon because it's getting it's getting boring. Hmm. That, that's interesting how I feel about it yeah no i've definitely I, i've never watched the show but i've definitely yeah. uh heard um less about it yeah whereas the first season i remember everyone was talking about it yep. so I, I i'm gathering that your frustration is probably shared oh yeah and hey don't forget our prep pills are stamped with gilead <laughs> have a good day our final choice is the same one right yeah yeah we went and saw it yesterday we and this uh, just to let everybody know we will not be spoiling anything yeah we, we don't spoil on, on on this particular side so you don't have that. to turn this off but we did go and see midsummer yesterday mm-hmm. and all i have to say uh, is ari aster mm. who hurt you oh yeah who mm. hurt you in your in your young life that made you this way i mean who <laughs> who hurt you yes but get over here and have a hug because baby i love you because everything you, you give to me mm, i just want to eat it I just want to put a sauce on it. I just want to like lick it up. I loved this movie. It was very good. I liked it a lot. Um, uh. I think the only thing that I had frustrations with, and we'll kind of see because he, I mean, this is only his second movie, yeah. so he's a very young filmmaker. Um, it'll be interesting to see if he can start to edit himself a little bit. Yeah, I, and I'm sure that because he will. um, he he just has so many of those like lingering shots sure. that like. You, you can do those, and they, they do build tension in certain times in the movie, yeah. but you can't do it every time. I think that he will have to, because, look, I love the horror community with all my heart, yeah. but don't be mad at me when I say this. Y'all don't have patience. And so, like, and I mean I mean a lot of people in the horror community. Yeah. Longer, lingering movies, which which I, like, find often, like, kind of beautiful in a way. Like, a lot of people, like, just, they don't, they don't get into it, because they, they, it, it's not the same like like pace that they're used to. No, I which, get which, it. Which honestly, yeah. and this is not you, by the way. I'm just, I'm well, just, like, no, saying, like, I I have saying, I have like, those same, kind of things. In but general. what I'm saying is, I what I am saying with this movie is that there's probably like one too many oh, or two sure. too many. No, I I and that I totally get because they're uh, without giving anything away. There is definitely like a finale to this movie <laughs> that takes. A really long time. I'd say it's, it's a it's a ten it's a ten minute finale. Yeah, like but it's I, a ten minute. Yeah, and like, I, I don't want to give anything away, so woo. I don't want to expand upon. Oh yeah, it too nothing much, at but, all for sure. But I mean, um, also like no, when you're going into this movie, I think it clocks in at two hours and twenty eight minutes. Yeah, it's a it's a it's, it's a long one. It's it's not short, but also like I mean, it does meander. 
I didn't feel I was never bored. Same, I'm not saying that. Same, exactly. It, it, it was not boring to me. And you can definitely tell that he has a style. Like, oh, he has, yeah. like, his style. Because you, you're going to notice similarities between Hereditary and this. But they're not, very oh, different they're so movie. different. But, but stylistically, when it comes to, like, music and when it comes to color and light, yeah. it's a lot of the same. And and the thing, I was, you know, I was telling a friend about this yesterday when we were having drinks after he is such a theatrical director. Yeah. And you really see it in his lighting design. And you see the same sort of like box sort and of in like, like, like directing. The brutality. And the brutality. Yeah. It's, it, it is. It's, it is. Um, it's not for the faint of heart. It's uh, it, it's one of those things where it's like you you just, you know it's going to be awful. But motherfucker, you cannot look away. It's yeah. sort of like in Hereditary, which by now you should have seen this, right? Yeah. When she cuts her head off with the line the fishing line like <laughs> piano you, cord or piano cord pardon me like you're looking at it and you're like i Am can't I watching stop this? <laughs> looking at you cutting off your own head i have to watch yeah no so i i i thought it was really well done um i think i mentioned to you i'm like yeah. i want to watch it one more time sure and then maybe i'll like pick up on some more things oh because yeah, like totally. obviously there's a ton of layers in this movie yeah. there's a lot of stuff about runes and like oh yeah there's a, there's even a lot of times where they talk in swedish and they don't translate it for mm-hmm. you so it's there's just like certain things that i want to dig into a little bit further before i have like a full and hey listeners this is not a spoiler but if you can find um the carpet from the shining in the movie you let us know. Let us know because it's there. But I want you to find it. I won't tell you where it is. Yeah. So yeah, that will bring us to close on what you've been watching, bitch. What you've been watching, bitch. And we will take a break and come back with our first featured review of Red State. What is this, man? It's like Craigslist for people who want to get laid. I thought Craigslist was Craigslist for people who want to get laid. Right. Us, all three of us at the same time. This is what happens when parents block porn sites, man. They make socially backwards kids. <laughs> Bet you boys want to get up to the devil's business, don't you? Get drinking, because I ain't drinking alone. I don't let no man near me unless he's got at least two beers in. Yes, ma'am. Guys, is that, uh, is that you, Travis? Welcome, family. Good evening. Good evening, Grandpa. I hate the wickedness in America. Rampant fornication, adultery, abortion, flagrant sexuality. Everywhere. Will somebody please let me out of here? It's up to the righteous to curb the spread of his disease. Welcome back to Friday the 13th Horror Podcast. I'm Maddie. And I'm Andrew, if and you didn't know that already. Yeah, but you know, just in case. <laughs> um, and we're back with our Horror in the Movies segment. And our first movie today is a little film from Kevin Smith called Red State. Andrew, tell us all about Red State. Red State. Set in middle America, a group of teens receive an online invitation for sex. Though they soon encounter fundamentalists with a much more sinister agenda. Oh, dear. So this is, as you mentioned, by Kevin Smith of Mallrats and Chasing Amy fame. Uh, and this takes place in 2011. And it has the cast of Michael Parks, uh, Melissa Leo, amongst others. Uh, the guy from the Nightmare on Elm Street remake. John it? Goodman. <laughs> John Goodman is a huge part of it. Uh, but yeah, so Red State is a, is just kind of what I 
plot summarized for you is is basically these three boys that um, are looking for a good time and they find it, but it might not be the good time that they're hoping for. Yeah, I mean, I do think that the people that were that are the bad people in this, the fundamentalists, do you think that they're a bit like what we were talking about in our first segment well it's obviously very much um uh what's the right word christian identity well it's modeled after like woodsboro or not woodsboro that's from ruby scream. ridge <laughs> that's from scream yeah um the church in waco 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 texas no i'm talking about the guy in tennessee or whatever um, tennessee is it Woodsboro? Oh, what, Westboro Baptist Westboro. Church? Westboro. There oh, we go. Yeah, 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 because yeah. they definitely are the people that go to all the... Fred, Fred Phelps. Fred, Fred Phelps. Phelps. That's exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. what I'm talking sure, about. Sure, Sorry sure. about that brain fart, everybody. Yeah, sure. But um, no, they're the people that go and protest funerals, and they go and protest yeah. literally everything except for like, what they hell, do. That yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, one of the signs at the beginning says, anal penetration equals eternal damnation. Then baby, count me <laughs> damned for all time. I'm fine with it. But you know what I mean? Like, it's definitely... I do. Yes, without a doubt. He's definitely going after like a certain aesthetic in this movie Mm -hmm. um what i will say about this movie what i really liked um i really appreciated kind of how the story kept evolving you never knew like what movie you were in like it kind of starts as one movie and ends as a very different movie sure um and uh i think it's i think it's filmed well i think there's some editing choices that are a little weird yeah um and there's some choices in the story storyline that are a little weird but that's kind of kevin smith's but it, yeah, thing I was gonna say but it's kevin smith so what do we expect really? right you know what i mean um i liked um i liked all the acting all the acting was really good yeah um everyone did a, a great job being a crazy person <laughs> but, yeah basically um yeah there but there's like definitely things that i for so i saw this when it came out Probably like when it premiered on like sure. Netflix or something. Yeah. Which, by the way, everybody, guess what happened again? The Literally, curse. the curse happened once again. For, for those of you who do not know what the curse is for Friday the Thirteenth, it is this, and it's pretty simple, right? We pick out our films way ahead of time, months ahead. We we are we, scheduled through November. Yeah, at we this we point. we know our themes. We know we know what our films are. We don't always know what our horror and real life segment is going to turn out to be, but like we have a general idea, right? Mm-hmm. And the films that we pick, when we pick them, they are always ready to go for free, or or one of us already owns them, or you know whatever sure as shit anymore for the past several months now one of those films has been completely unavailable mm-hmm. or like we don't own the dvd mm-hmm. or you can't even buy the dvd sometimes it's it's our fucking curse it just yeah. happens it's and ridiculous. so red state is not available streaming anywhere so you i hope you guys it. have it <laughs> like, actually you, you can't even buy it on itunes so no. you, I, you bought it on xfinity xfinity sure. yeah so like some of you may be able to buy it others not there is one way that I was able to watch it. So if you do want to watch it, I watched it on Popcorn Flicks. But just to let you know, you can't watch it on the Popcorn Flicks app. God. You have to actually stream it through their site with a link that I that, that you gave to me, yeah. actually. It's really weird. Honestly, if, I'll, if, I will you, say, if you want the link, DM us, and I'll gladly send it to you. And it's I will fine. give um, props to Doug Tilly and yeah. um, Duncan McLeish from sure, their, sure. from that group, because I literally reached out to like a random... And they had it. And I was like, does anyone have... I know this is really random, but does anyone have access to Red State? Well, and they sent it right you. to us. Because so that was really literally, nice. we couldn't find it any other way. 
So, anyways, but yeah, enough so, complaining. Maddie, why don't you talk to me a little bit about what you enjoyed about Red State? Uh, yeah, I, I think it's I think it's a really great movie. I mean, I, you know, uh, as with all Kevin Smith movies, there are characters that I just can't stand um, that really drive me nuts. So, I mean, that happened, but that's not a, a reason to not like the movie, right? Are you talking about Billy Ray Mullet? Well, Billy Ray Mullet drove, <laughs> drove me nuts. I mean, the the boys in general drove me nuts mm-hmm. because I. Watching hormonal teenagers that don't care about anything but themselves is annoying to watch, quite frankly. That's very annoying. But I understand that they are one of the gears in the movie that has to turn to Mm -hmm. make the whole thing work. So I get it. Um, I think that I think that he could have. I think the brilliance of the movie is that 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 particular gear could have been anything. It could have been it could have been a group of gay guys, or could have been one gay kid, or it could have been a woman, or it could have been a black person. It could have been so many other things. Mm -hmm. Um, But for whatever reason, he chose this. But that's also very Kevin Smith that it's three horny teenage boys. Yeah, so that's fine. Um, I think that the movie is definitely a mix, right, of Fred Phelps and Westboro Baptist Church. Um, and probably Ruby Ridge, which, yeah. I, which we mentioned mm-hmm. um, just briefly um, in our horror in real life segment, which was a um, it was a, a an FBI siege, a, a, actually an ATF siege, and FBI siege of uh, of a compound in the early '90s in Idaho, mm-hmm. um, and it was the same kind of thing. Really, it was basically did they like, have artillery? They didn't have artillery, but they had a lot of guns, and it wasn't like them killing people. It was um, the guy that ran that that compound was selling sawed-off shotguns, and he got caught by the um. FBI, basically. And so they were going in to take him down. Things went wrong. And then before you know it, there's a bunch of people dead, including his kid. His kid was the first to get killed, actually. Wow. Um, his wife got killed, and then eventually he had to surrender. Um, so kind of the same thing. There was no trumpet at the end, you know, well, announcing we'll get to that. The, we'll get to um, that. the arrival of the angels, but um, very, very similar stuff. So yeah, I, I think it's a good movie. Um, I really enjoyed it. I think there's some great performances in there. Yeah, I like what it has to say about, um, um, you know, sort of the two sides of it. Yeah, and because there is definitely a turn. There's, there's a yeah, turn there's in the movie turn. where you are led to believe that now kind of are who's our bad guys? Is sure. it is it these religious extremists or is it the police? I mean, I think the only way that uh, I think what's the thing about that though is that in that. When that comes along, it almost forces you to forget that they were like literally killing people on a cross. Yeah, they you know literally I mean? just killed a, so, like, a gay guy on a cross yeah. with a bullet to the head, right. wrapped in cellophane or whatever Entirely. you want to call it. But and so, like you know, that part happens. We we sort of like conveniently forget that because then there's children involved, right? And so it's it, it's a weird little thing, but you know, it's something to think about. Because, you know, absent them killing people, if this was just a compound of people who believe a certain thing, should the government go in and do something about it? You know, you know what fair, I mean? It's fair it's, to it's, ask, it's, it's yeah. A, it's, a, it's a legitimate question. And, like, you know, in my, in my utopian socialist world, <laughs> the answer might be, honestly, yes. That, yeah, we should. Because these people don't really exist without a belief that also, like, they need to go out and kill other people because... In order for them to survive, we can't. Yeah, no, I you get it. I mean? Yeah, I think like the the biggest thing for me in this movie is it just feels really uneven. Like there's there's just certain like a Kevin Smith movie. Like there, there's just certain parts that don't have a lot of weight. Is there, or is, is it what's what's the best example of so that? So the one that I think about the most uh, is at the very beginning where the boys are on their way to go have sex with Melissa Leo yes. and they sideswipe a car. Yes. And it's it's revealed that 
the sheriff. The sheriff yeah. is having, you know, a blowjob from another guy. Yeah. But they're both laying down at the time. It's yeah, it's very confusing, yeah. sure. first of all. And right. then second of all, I'm not even joking you. Four minutes later, yeah. they show a flashback to that. Like, you forgot what <laughs> happened. And it's it just doesn't make sense. Kind of impossible to forget that. And also, he is, like, crying over a picture of his of his wife. Yeah, but you don't right. know anything about the wife. So, you can't really, like... There's just no there's no thread to put that storyline together and so I just I struggled with what well, is what is that and also the the sheriff is um his name is Stephen Root and like you may not remember his name right now but you've definitely you, seen him he's in a character and, actor like, yeah. you're not going to forget his face right right so like you didn't forget it and it's and it's one of those things where like there are so many people that are unceremoniously killed in this movie yeah and you're just like who am I rooting for here yeah, like who am I rooting for because I don't know like right. that's where I struggled with this a little bit right, right I mean at the end of the day I I liked the movie. Sure. But I, I was struggling to find, like, that likability that I was like, okay, who am I? I mean, we literally had, like, a four-minute discussion about who was the main character. Yeah. We couldn't figure out who was the main character. Is it John Goodman? Is it one of the boys? Who is who is your person to carry you through the movie? Because John Goodman doesn't even come in until halfway through the movie. And everyone is just unceremoniously killed off. That's a really so, good question. So many people are just shot to the head and forgotten. And you're just like okay, I guess that's, I guess he's not in the movie anymore. We even had a moment where there's one of the characters, one of the three boys is hiding, pretending to be dead behind Billy Ray Mullet. Right. And I was like, wait, did he, did he die? Like, I don't remember. Like, yeah, sure. And then there's just so many moments where I'm just like, okay, so we have a character that's locked in a dog cage that can literally let himself out of the dog cage. There's no lock on it. It's just a crate. but But he doesn't do it. Just do it. Yeah, I know. There's another character that gets a machine gun and runs through. That was the most frustrating And part. does not turn around and kill anybody, but runs out, and then the sheriff just kills him. Yeah, the sheriff just exactly. shoots him in the head. He, like, he had every chance to end it when he could. I know. And he didn't do it. It's it's so, it's so It's a frustrating watch. I'm yeah, not going to lie. Sure. Like, But at the end of it, it, it was a good like wrap-up. So it's I'm kind of sure. like, I'm kind of just like the movie, a little uneven on it. I think that's a good assessment. What are your thoughts? Do you have any more thoughts? I mean, uh, uh, like what? I'm trying to think of like some of the, like the more, um, the more like the scenes. Like, let's. There's a lot. There's like a whole sermon in the middle of this movie. Yeah, I, and I think that that's actually pretty well done. Um, I think uh, what's his name, Matthew Parks? Um, no, Michael Parks. Michael Parks. Pardon me. Um, I think Michael Parks is a, is a gifted actor. Um, and I think he has a skill for oratory. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if he was also like a real life preacher somewhere. Yeah. Because, you know, preaching, if you've never done it before, um, it's a it's a really particular art form. Um, it's it's like public speaking, but different. Um, and it's it's just something that you have to become akin to. Yeah, sure. Um, and you have to learn kind of. And I think that you know, it was pretty clear in this film that he like had learned it. I think that he does a fair job of not playing a crazy person yeah um because he's believable yeah like there's there's one part where like melissa leo kind of gets a little too crazy and mm-hmm. I'm, and i'm kind of like can you not play the crazy person right yeah. now like it's it, it's such like a it's such a, a an easy place for an actor to go to yeah. in a situation i don't think that he does it until like the end when it's acceptable for it sure like, you you're you're hearing the horns you're hearing the thing go no one knows what's going on it is it is really weird if he's going to get weird there, fine. Yeah. The rest of it, he actually plays it pretty even keel. 
And and I think that's really good. His sermon is is really um, powerful. He knows what he's doing. He plays the piano really calmly <laughs> and like and like resolutely. And he, then we go into gunfire. Right. And, and, he, and I don't I don't know. He just he has a way of, of controlling the space, of controlling the room, controlling the the conversation that I I think is really compelling. I think my favorite my favorite line in the movie is where um, Jod Goodman is making his um, initial speech to yeah. the compound, saying like, you know, if you come out no harm will be done, like, blah, 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 blah. Right. And his little counterpart guy is like, I think it's the use of the word repeat that really makes this work every time. <laughs> right, <laughs> like, right. I just exactly. thought that was hilarious. And then it gets shot in the head. Just I, like everybody I else. repeat. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah and, and I do think it is a good exploration of, you know, what should happen in these particular moments. You and know, I should... got to see my my high school boyfriend, Mark Blucas, who's in this. Who, who plays? He? he plays Riley in Buffy. In the, no, but who, who is he? He's just though? like one of the guards. He's the one that um, doesn't shoot the blonde girl when oh, she first yeah, comes yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, he's cute. Um, and but then he gets killed by Melissa Leo, Damn. so it doesn't Damn. last very long. Damn it! <laughs> um, but but yeah, I, I think this is this is good commentary um, on on the state of uh, a lot of things in our country. Oh, I got so mad when he just that cop just shoots. Um, pretty he's much such a fucking idiot. Well, he just well he shoots like the girl and the last guy. Yes. Even though they put down their gun, even though they're cooperating, right. even though they said there's children in the attic, he just like shoots them, and he's like, John Goodman, are you okay? Like. That part frustrated me so much. Why did it frustrate you? Because I'm just like, they did what you asked them. Yeah. Like, just arrest them. Yeah, it must be it must be difficult for white people to uh, to have the police come at them. In a, but, you in a I, but, but you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> no, I do this, know what you mean. I do and I think it's it's the driving part of the plot, is that the the, the upper echelon of the, the ATF, right, is that the, who that, they work that, for? That was ATF. Um, is saying, just kill them all. Just yeah. kill them all. I don't right. care. Just kill them all, because then we'll cover it up. Like that's the that's kind of the the end result. I mean, sure, but it's it's frustrating when you have a character that has literally been in a dog cage and well, like you know, all it's, this stuff. It's hard. And... It's it's a it's a it's a moral quandary for the modern viewer because let's face it, there are plenty of us out there who would look at people like this and go, "Yeah, actually, just kill him." Like, yep. See you later. Bye. Yeah, but when you know that there are bystanders and you know that there are um, people there that are not exactly like you got it, you, you can't just go in gun crazy. When when you delve into the situation a little bit further, there become gray moral areas. Yeah, and then how do you act upon them? And so I, that, I that and I'm not sure. Difference. And I'm not sure if this movie really pulls off that morality quandary quite well. It's interesting. Like I, I get I, it. I think, but... I think it approaches it. Um, you know, I I don't. I guess I don't know what mission Kevin Smith had when he set about making the movie. Sure, I, I don't. I, I I don't know necessarily what the movie's really about. Yeah, no, that's I, which I, is okay. I totally agree. It doesn't yeah. have to be about anything. Um, you know, that, that's okay if it's not. But if it is about something, I don't really know what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, I I do see the connection between Ruby Ridge. I see that for sure. Westboro. I see that for sure. Um, I mean, ultimately, it feels a little exploitative. Just, of, of just like taking an idea and just being like, I'm going to pull everything from this crazy, uh, you know, religion aspect and just put it into mm-hmm. one movie. Sure. I, listen, 
I feel like I'm I feel like I'm coming down on the movie and I I don't want it to feel no, that just, way because I, I actually critical, because I actually did like it. You're being critical. Um uh, can we talk about one more thing before we kind of sure. judge it and wrap up yeah. um is that I did get to show you the alternate ending. Yes. Oh, and if you have not watched this yet, you, you can you, go on YouTube. You watch it on YouTube. Yeah, right? you can go on YouTube and scene look up unseen. um uh, Entertainment Weekly Scene Unseen mm-hmm. and they do a nice way of like animating uh like cheaply yeah, it, uh, it, it, to it's show neat. you a scene that they wanted to do but they couldn't. Because I think he said he had like four million dollars to make this movie. But if he had had fifteen million, this would be the alternate it would have been ending. A mess. And the alternate ending is if you've seen the movie, you know at the end there are kind of these trumpets that happen. They're very otherworldly. Like they, they sound like the trumpets that the angels will blow in in the Book of Revelation. Yeah, exactly. And so that's what Michael Parks thinks is happening. And then you're led into a different ending where pretty much they say like, oh yeah, there are these kids on this farm that were just like fucking with them yeah right the alternate ending is actually it is it is revelations yeah literally angels are coming down and killing everyone all their heads explode and then john goodman sees the four horsemen of the apocalypse right across the sky and then it ends yeah it's a which would have been very interesting i definitely wouldn't have seen it coming yeah for sure um and i thought that that might be where it was going honestly well yeah you I mean you hear those trumpets sure. and you know this is all about religious extremism right. i thought right so away like, okay this is where we're going now but then it, it wasn't that i i think that the the ending that he has is more interesting i think it makes it a more um grounded movie completely because I, if you're gonna go that route yeah. i mean that takes it well, the, the 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 thing with that ending is this: is you know when you when you hear crazy people, one of the fears in in I think deep in the pit of every liberal stomach, including my own, is are they is, right? Is what if they're right? Yeah. What if totally. they're actually right, and I am wrong? And in the only reason why you have that fear is because it was ingrained in you when you were, when you were of a child. Course, yeah. You know, it's like it's like we're we're we are proud LGBT people. There, there, because I was born Catholic, though, there's always going to be that little tiny speck down like at the bottom of my fucking stomach that says you're actually wrong. Yeah, you no, know I get I mean? it. It's, it's that internalized shame that you deal with. And so I think that if Kevin Smith had gone with that alternate ending, I think what he's really saying then is, ah, they were actually right the whole time. Yeah. It was true. And I, that's not the ending that I, I, I wouldn't have been cool with that ending. Yeah, myself. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm glad he didn't do it. It would have took it out of left field but, completely. Yeah, but um, okay. So out of seven stripes of the gay old rainbow, because that's how we judge uh, movies here. What are you giving Red State out of seven? Three point five being average. I'll give Red State a four and a half. Okay, I'm going to go a little bit lower and say a four. Okay, just because cool. I felt a there. There's a great story in there. Um, I just felt it was a little uneven. I I, I agree with you. I, I think I think we're pretty fair in, in that assessment and in that grade. All right, so that will wrap up our discussion around Red State, and we'll be right back to bring you Green Room. All right, so all set. Uh, matinee tomorrow. Doors at one. You guys are on at three. I texted the Addy. How much? Uh, 350. Nice, your tab. And, um, just so you know, it's mostly boots and braces down there. Skins is some at every show. Thank you, that was a cover. Welcome back to Friday the 13th Horror Podcast. You are here with Andrew and Maddie. Hi. And we are about to talk about Green Room. 
Green Room is a movie. Maddie, tell me the plot and give me some notable cast. Ah, Green Room. Welcome to the Green Room. Have a cup of coffee with us or a glass of wine in our Green Room. Um, the Green Room, it's a film from 2015. The director is Jeremy Saulnier. I believe that's how you pronounce it. I could be entirely wrong. Um, but regardless, it's a great movie, and it's a movie about a band straying into a secluded part of the Pacific Northwest, and they stumble on a horrific act of violence. Because they're the only witnesses, they become the targets of a terrifying gang of skinheads who want to make sure that all the evidence is eliminated. There are a number of really great people in this film, um, but chief among all of them, quite frankly, sorry everybody else in the, in the movie, is fucking Patrick Stewart. Because mm-hmm. Patrick Stewart plays the head of the neo-Nazis mm-hmm. or the racist skinheads, whatever you want to call them. It's not really defined. Um, but it's incredible to have him in here. Also in here is, rest in peace, Anton Yelkin, um, Joe Cole, Alia Shavkat, uh, Callum Turner, David Thompson. Uh, a number of really great and very talented actors yeah, are, yeah. are in here. Um, disturbing movie. Um, really, com- it's a completely apropos to what we talked about in our horror in real life. Yeah, segments. if it, I think if we had to really think about it, and we said what movie out of the two really represents what we were trying to talk about, completely this one. This is the one. Yeah, like this is it. You know, and the other thing about this too is like if you're into punk music at all, which I am, you're gonna love this movie. Um, and you know, earlier on, I mentioned Nazi punks. Fuck off! Like th- one of the their band actually plays it in, Nazi in this movie. Punks, Nazi punks, and it's yeah, and it's so good. Um, so you know, it's it's a great movie because the, these um, these kids just to fill in that plot summary a little bit, a little yeah, bit sure. further. Um, the 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 four main uh, uh, actors of which Anton Yelkin is one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, they are a punk band, mm-hmm. and they're touring the PNW, and they're like sort of like tour manager guy. Like books, he books them um, a gig. Um, at a Mexican restaurant. <laughs> well, well, no. First, first, he books them a gig. At, well, yeah, at, at a Mexican restaurant. But then afterward, he they were supposed to play another gig somewhere, and he like messed. But it that up. gig completely falls apart yeah. because also like another one that he had done before, like it just messed up, and the and the the, the promoters were like, "Nope, you're not coming back." Yeah, he's failing. He's totally failing, and so they're pissed off because they don't have enough money to get back home, like all, all the way to. D- they're to literally, DC. they're literally like siphoning gas. Yeah, like they're they're doing everything they can just to get to the next right. place and so this this tour manager tells them hey i can get you a gig with at my, my cousin at my cousin's place and they're instantly like a little bit worried because like if you're a, if you're a punk kid you know about skinheads you, right you're very aware of that entire culture and you know where they hang out and you know what they do and you know that there are certain signals that you have to watch for like for example are there are there are you in a place where people are wearing boots with red laces mm-hmm. if you are you better get the fuck out or if they have green laces or white ones like you know what those things mean and so like they know that um that well, what, can you explain to our listeners a little bit like what that what it actually does mean the, yeah, the, sure. the laces so, like, thing like, if you have if you have like red laces on you're you're a particular kind of skinhead mm-hmm. if you have white laces on your black boots you're a particular kind of skinhead yeah. and and it all means like very different things. I can't remember what they are. Yeah, no, now, but, but it, it plays a, a, a big part es- in the movie. Especially in yeah. this one, though, because the club that they do eventually end up playing at, the Cousins Club, is is the club that's run by um, Patrick by, Stewart. by Patrick Stewart's mm-hmm. character. And so it's just kind of like this, you know, music venue out in the middle of nowhere in PNW, like out in the middle of the woods and the mountains. Like you, you don't really know where we are right now. Yeah. Um, probably Oregon, it seems like to me. It's not really Washington, but, you know, once again, who knows? 
Um, anyways, uh, the the skinheads that run the place they are red lace skinheads, mm-hmm. and so it's a particular kind of like we're gonna kick your ass and kill you skinhead kind of thing. Well, and it's kind of surprising because really the crux of this movie is they accidentally witness someone that was just murdered completely. Before, I think I believe because of drugs. Well, what, so the, the way that it happens is that they're um, they they play their show, they get their money. Um, they're about they, to leave. And they, they all get paid well, and everything. Everything is actually fine, even though they even though they played Nazi punks fuck off in front of a group of Nazis, which is actually <laughs> really funny. Um, but whatever. Um, so they're 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 getting out of the green room. They're leaving the green room. They're going out to the van, and the the girl like uh, Alia Shavka, yeah. she forgets her phone, phone which has been and, charging in the exactly. Green room, yeah. So Anton Yelkin goes back. He's like, just go, keep going. I'll go back and grab it. So he goes back to grab it, and he just goes in the green room. But by then, another band is already in there. So he goes back in to grab it, and he just walks in, and he grabs the phone, and he looks up. And as soon as he looks up, there's a girl on the floor with a fucking knife in her head, mm-hmm. like right by her eye. And so right then, obviously, there he he knows what's going on. Right. Everyone looks at each other kind of silent. And then he runs out of the room, dialing 911, and says that there's been a stabbing. And then that's where everything just goes downhill from everything there. Everything devolves from and, there. And it's, you know, it's um it's a it's a it's a number of like different genre kind of films, I think. Yeah, right? it's totally. Like, it's an escape film. It's, it's also a, kind of like a, a little bit home invasion. Totally. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, without a doubt. Like, it's it's not you, traditional. You don't, you don't know invasion, where they're coming yeah. from. And um it, it's 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 a really harrowing movie. It is brutal. We, yeah, we we saw it. Andrew and I saw it um, with first our, time around with yeah. our respective partners a long time ago, um, back in 2015 um, at Music Box, which we talk about very and often. It, prem- in it was their like the premiere of it. Yeah, yeah. and and we liked it then. I hadn't seen it since then Me neither. actually Me neither. until until this last week. And watching it again, I really loved it. I liked it a lot too. Yeah, um, it's such a good movie. And for all of the listeners out there, you can watch this for free on Netflix. For if you once, have, there if you is Netflix. one of our films yeah. you can watch on Netflix right um, now. But no, I think uh, what the strong points of this movie are are the acting is really good. Um, I, I've always loved Anton Yelkin. Yelk is it Yelkin or Yelchin? Yeah. Or doesn't it matter? I think it's Yelkin, but I could be okay. wrong. Um, he uh, in anything that I've seen him in, he always does a great job. Um, unfortunately, we lost him uh pretty soon right after this movie so weird um his death is very strange um we can we can talk about it for just like a quick second but i don't want to harp on it yeah Um, sure he basically uh essentially stopped his car and what it looks like is he went to go get his mail yeah and his car rolled forward and pinned him against the where his mailbox is which is basically like a gate and he was dead and he blunt force trauma died it's just that's crazy. It's insane. Um, but we lost him at a very young age, and I think he had like a great career ahead of him. It, yeah. And he already had a great career. I he mean, was, he was in Star Trek yeah. for God's sakes. He, like, was, he was cute too. Um, but yeah. Anyway, uh, so back to the movie. Um, the setting is really interesting. There's this. There's this darkness that they pull off really well yeah. because a lot of times when people try to do this like dark setting it's just like oh i can't see anything like what what am i what am i supposed to be looking yeah, at sure. like it, so they i think they do a really good job it's brutal as hell the gore is insane oh my god when he so there's a part in the movie where he goes to um give the gun back to the white supremacists yeah. through like a door but he's like i'm only gonna open it a crack and i'm just gonna like toss out the toss out the gun Ooh, God. and they grab his arm and i don't know what they do because they don't show it 
they just show the aftermath. I can only imagine it's like a machete or something that they're just hacking yeah. his arm at. But he well, comes I out and his hand is like falling I off. I think that there's two ways to interpret it, right? Because if you watch that scene, his other friend is trying to like hack them back. Yeah. And so you don't know if like maybe it was like just like collateral damage. I don't and, know. And he didn't mean to have it happen, but like, in order to get them off, it's what he had to All do. All I know is that Woo. when they taped him up with duct tape, I was like, that is not going to be fun later when Girl, he has to go to the hospital and that, that has to come yeah. Off. That hand is flopping around like it is a fucking flopping hand on an arm. <laughs> There's no other word for it. It's just a flopping hand, and it is disgusting. Um, so disgusting. I was very surprised by the, um, I guess you would say, like, quote-unquote, like, final girls, final boys. Yeah. Um, I did not think that they were going to kill... Um, Alia? Yeah, I didn't... Because yeah. they, they play her character up so much that you're, like, rooting for her. I didn't think that yeah. they were going to go there, but then they just do. Um, the things that I didn't like about the movie is I, I, I never like a movie where dogs are the bad guy. Like, the dogs are, like, the the crux of killing. So that's tough for me to watch. I'm, yeah. I've always been a dog owner and always love dogs so that's a little tough for me to like watch sure, yeah and there's a moment where um it's he, the reality where he drugs the dog and basically says like oh it'll have about an hour left to live and then it goes and like like sits next to its owner i mean who's yeah. dead because he, he says that it would be an honor for him to die with meat in his mouth yeah you know in this that is the way that you know it's once again trying to think about you know like we said in the our first segment like it's getting into the different mindset of people and and the mindset of the white nationalists of the white separatists is that um, dogs are there to kill. It's, it, they are like a machine and yeah. they're there to kill our enemies. And yeah. so I will train them to do what they must do, which is go and fucking kill people with a, with a command. One of my highlight lines is uh, it, it's Anton Yelkin who decides like, we're going to play Nazi punks fuck off. Yeah. Like, but right at the mat last minute, he's like, I don't, I don't know if we should oh, do this. And, and, and what, she, what she says, she goes, um, if you back out of this now, I'm going to tell them you're Jewish. I know. It's <laughs> just hilarious. like brilliant lines. It's hilarious. Um, but uh, yeah, overall, I mean, what are some of the things that you really enjoyed about this movie? Um, the acting was fantastic. The setting is wonderful. Um, you know, I've been to punk shows in not in white supremacist, uh, you know, uh, locales, but yeah. I've been I've been to punk shows in places like that with the same kind of setting, just you know, no swastikas or SS symbols. Is it as beautiful as they filmed it? Because uh, yeah, they have this right. moment where the at, it's right after they um, do the whole like Nazi punks fuck off. Right. But there's like this moment where it's very like eth- ethereal, yeah. and it's like everyone is just dancing and. Like... Well, I mean, I mean, honestly, kind of yeah, because I mean, it's if if you've never been to a punk show before, like it's the same thing as anything else just a different kind of music right and so it's the same sort of like ecstasy the same sort of music uh the, the same sort of vibe the same sort of like thing because it's just you know people who are into a different kind of music called punk yeah it's the same thing as anything else it's a place where people go to have fun and kind of lose themselves in in an evening um and it it, it is sort of like that what i like about punk shows is that it is a little bit dirtier a little bit like rockier mm-hmm. and like things do devolve pretty quickly you know i i had the pleasure of seeing a, a classic punk band in chicago ministry i saw ministry a couple months ago um and it was like it was absolutely fucking incredible. So when you when you go to like these punk shows, are you like one of those people that's like in the pit? Are you no? Like, I am the... not. Okay, because I am an old man. Now. Okay, <laughs> um, but you know my friends are. Yeah, 
And at that particular show, my nephew was with me. My nephew like got right into it, and I, oh, cool. and I, 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 well, kind of cool. Except when you're an old, you know, grandpa yeah. like me, no, watching I get your it. nephew in there, and I was like, oh my god, get out of there right now! You're gonna hurt yourself. Well, because I mean, people do get really brutal. But the thing is, is if you've never been in one of those shows before, what happens after that is people start hugging. Yeah, they they get up, they hug each other, like they help each other up. Like there's a there's a particular need for like um, I think it's a need for for um sensation and for and for emotion yeah you know sure I mean? for like feel just like letting go and letting go and i i think that's an outlet for it i think it kind of you know and this is you know punk shows are not skinhead shows i'm not making that equation right now but it kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier in our first segment about like people are just lonely mm-hmm. you know and people are just looking for somewhere to belong yeah totally and in a lot of ways like the mosh pit is somewhere that you can belong well i think and i think that's music in general sure. it's like you find your your people you find your you people. know and that's that's how it you is just, you just do um i think where um some of my frustration in the movie is just like some of the decision making that our characters yeah make. i mean it, but it's i mean it's a movie happen. you know so i can't really like fault exactly. it too much i mean you have to have something happen Right. Um, I I just I I I remember seeing this the first time. Yeah. And watching it again this time, and I'm like, wow, I cannot believe that random blonde girl is yeah. like the one that is at the end. I know. It's a bold choice because I you could like it though. Oh my god, that scene where he has the bodyguard pinned down. Yes. And they're trying to like negotiate like. I don't know. It's like a trade, you know, yeah. like trying to negotiate. Like, we won't hurt your guy if you give us this or whatever. Yeah. And she just takes that box cutter and slices <gasps> him open. For, yeah. Yo, yeah. And yeah, you're yeah. just like, oh, my God, that just happened. Uh, it, it, it makes you recoil. Yeah. it's It really does. It, it, I, it's just so unexpected because what, she's so, like, timid up to that sure. point. And she just takes it and just. <laughs> what I still don't get is how they got Patrick Stewart. I don't know. That is, just, I mean, there might be like a relationship between the director and him, probably, or because um, I, I, you know, I, I love Patrick Stewart so much. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a big Star Trek fan. He's my favorite captain by far, um, and he's just, and beyond that, he's just such a great actor, and he always has been. Well, and he's a great, he has a great like um, outward personality totally. too, like, and like what a range. I, yeah, you know, I just, I just think for him, especially at the, at this point in his career, like. Maybe he's what just a, saying yes. What a bold choice! Yeah, like to play the leader of a white nationalist movement in the Pacific Northwest, I mean, he, and you're an English actor who, like, primarily, honestly, is like a Shakespearean genius. Yeah, like, I mean, that's probably what he wow. wanted, though. Like, I mean, good for him. It's I mean, all, it's it, awesome, and it works. He probably at this point in his career is like, I want to shock people Do a little bit. Different. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, I don't want to just do the same. You know, I'm not Professor X anymore. Well, like, he I, did you it. know, like, he and, did it. And, he did a great and job, it was, yeah. and it was absolutely wonderful. The payoff at the end is great. Yeah. You know, it's just, this is a really solid movie. It is, it is good payoff at the end. Yeah. And I, I really wish that I was, <laughs> I really wish that this would have been the opposite where this wouldn't have been available so I could buy it. And yeah. then Red State would have been free because now that I own Red State, I'm like, I don't know if I'll watch that too many times more. But with Green Room, I think I'd watch it. Green Room, I, I would watch again for sure. Yeah. R- Red State, maybe. That's what I'm saying. Like, maybe one not. more time. I mean, I, I, I'm just, I'm not a big Kevin Smith fan in general, to be honest. Sure. So, like, I'm, I'm just not. I went through a I'm phase. Not as into it. I went through through a phase pretty much up to dogma yeah and sure. that's kind of where i fall off yeah right right but that was just like i a, think like a lot of us to be yeah, honest yeah um okay so out of seven stripes um i am going to give uh green room a six i am going to agree with you and also give it a six I yeah think it's, it's a very solid film i think if you have not seen it you definitely should and i hope that with a little bit of what we gave you in our opening segment that gives you an interesting lens to look at it through yeah for sure all right so we'll take our final break and we'll come back with 
uh, hack up, hook up, shut. Oh shit! I messed we never it up say again. it right. It's, um, it's, it's the version of of fuck, marry, kill. Yeah, yeah. But what do we say? Hack though? up, shack up, or no wait. Hack up, shack up, hook up. Yeah, hack up, shack up, or hook up. That's it. Oh my god, we're so bad at this. <laughs> yes. All right, so we'll be right we'll, back. We'll be back. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Scared. So what'd you tell them? What do you mean? What do we always tell them, no matter what? Oh. Oh, my God! Your penis is so. Good girl. <laughs> Your penis is thick. Oh, Your penis is just so pretty. Uh, oh, you oh, got, got a, a handsome, handsome dick. dick. <sighs> Your penis is so hard. Your penis is just so large. My body is a movie and your penis is the star uh, uh, uh. you're too big to fit in here too big to fit in here oh. too big to fit in here uh, uh, uh. <laughs> hack up shack up or hook up is another name for fuck, Mary kill. And we're going to talk Don't about give that away right... our secrets. Oh yeah. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> um, so this is a game where we're going to have a choice of three people and the three people we're going to say whether we are going to hack up with them. Wait. Yeah, that's we, right. Yeah. Yeah. Hack, we're, well, we're, gonna we're either ha- going to hack them up, up. We're going to shack, shack them up, up with them. Yeah. Or, um, hook up with them. or hook up. Like with just them. like one time you, you get what we're going for here. Yeah. All right. Yeah. You got it. Okay. Anyways, yeah. let's just go with it. So what's our first, um, group. So our first group is our three, uh, our three boys from red state. Okay. Who are all over 18. So this is appropriate. Exactly. But, <laughs> um, it is Travis, Billy Ray mullet and Jared. Okay. I'm going to go first. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm going to hack up Billy Ray mullet because I mm-hmm. cannot stand him. And I'm going to, um, I, I don't know, I guess I'll probably um, shack up with Jared, mm-hmm. and then I'll hook up with Travis. Okay, I'm almost right there with you. Okay. Um, I definitely am going to hack up Billy Ray Mullet, because he's a coward he's and awful. an asshole. Um, I'm going to shack up with Travis, yeah. just because I think he's like more of like, a, the, it, it, we just see more of his family life. Right, he's like more right. of like a family guy, right. so I'm just like, that's, that's cool. Fair enough. And then I'm going to hook up with Jared. Also, can I just say... Are there many guys that go to have foursomes with with one? Yeah, woman? I did think about that. Like, does that actually yeah. happen a lot? I don't know. Anyways, what's our next list? All right, so our next list is our like big villain character. Okay, so we are going to go with Aben Cooper. Okay, uh, who is the priest from uh, Red State? The five, the, the Church of the Five Points. Church of the Five Points. Yes. I can't believe we didn't bring that up. I know. Um, and then we have Darcy, who is played by Patrick Stewart in okay. Green Room. Got it. And then we got. What do we call him? Big Justin. Big Justin. Is literally his credits name. Uh, who is the bodyguard who kind of... Um, he, like, he, like, he like runs the green he room. He like starts the action in the yeah. green room and yeah. then holds them hostage in there. Oy, oy, oy. So uh, why don't... Um, how about I go first this yeah, time? Yeah, 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 sure. All right. I'm going to... Jeez. What a, what a group. Um, I think I'm going to hack up Big Justin. Okay. Sorry. Sorry, okay. buddy. You just don't do it for me. I'm probably going to... Hmm. I'm probably going to hook up with Patrick Stewart's Darcy character. Okay. Um, just because that's, if I have to pick, that's who I'm most like, attracted I mean, this is, to. This is a hard choice, yeah. frankly. And then uh, Aben Cooper, I'll shack up with you because you got all the power. Oh, my God. 
Um, I'm going to, um, I'm also going to hack up Big Justin. You're out of here. I guess I'll probably hook up with um, Aben Cooper. I mean, this is not by choice, folks. Yeah. Right? <laughs> we got to make a decision. Um, right. And then I guess I'll shack up with um, with Darcy, played by All Patrick right. Stewart. That, that's my choice. I mean, he is a business owner. I mean, fair enough. So. And, you know, I, I can help run the music venue. Sure. That's yeah. fine. I can do that. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm good, into good, it. Good choice. Karaoke nights with me. <laughs> All right. So that brings us to the end of episode 19. Well, this was just a fun episode a about, jaunt. about Nazis. <laughs> yeah. Who doesn't love talking about Nazis? Um, some things that we did want to talk to you about like we always do please review on apple itunes so easy apple podcast sorry um we're at 186 reviews come we're on. trying to get to 200 by the end of summer come on guys come help on. us out 14 more um but also exciting news yes we are in the running to be one of the podcasts on the people's choice podcast awards um what we need you all to do is this is just the registration phase yeah so you have to go in and nominate us we are under two different categories we are under the people's choice category which is the first category you'll see it's really cool um and then we are under the lgbtq uh podcast awards which is also amazing Please go and vote for us. We'd really appreciate it. Um, this and, that, is, and then that will put us on the official ballot. Exactly. So this is very preliminary. This is not like your it's, vote. And it's a little weird. Like, we get it. It's a vote to have a vote. Like, yeah, it's it is strange, weird. But, but just jump through the hoops with us, please. And, it, and it, all you have to do is Google People's Choice Podcast Awards, yep. and it will come up very first. Um, all you have to do is give them your email, and you can nominate not only us, but all your other favorite podcasts. Exactly. There, I think there's like something like 15 categories there's a lot. that you can vote on. So, and you also don't have to vote on them all. No, if, if I, I if didn't. If you're pressed for time, you can just you know go in there and do it. Well, and honestly, like there are certain categories where I just don't listen to podcasts in that category. Same here. So I just I don't want to I don't want to blind nominate. No, I want never. to actually listen to the people that I want to nominate. Same. Um, so yeah, this is our nomination phase. We really want to be a part of it. Um, if you can just go in and you know you don't have to do it for both. If you want to, great. But you know we. I think honestly would really appreciate being that LGBTQ podcast that totally. you look, that you look to. So, so that's, please, that's where we want give be. it a moment and go do that for us. Cause there's a lot of good podcasts in that people's choice one. Totally. And I don't, I don't know if we have the clout to win. That, Maybe but, we'll see. Oh, uh, we'd really appreciate your vote to at least just get us in the running. Amen. So uh, another fun thing to think about right now is, uh, in September, we're yes. going to be in Indianapolis, Indiana yes. for horror hound weekend. I'm so excited it's to meet Nev Campbell. I, so much fun. If I do not meet Nev Campbell, just we're going just to kill me. don't worry about it we will for sure um but uh you know we're gonna have a lot of fun at the at the festival itself we're, we're going to be you know of course going around talking to as many people about our podcast as possible so you'll see us there in our shirts and maybe in other gear that we buy before i believe then we too. are staying at the west i think we're at the Westin or the marriott one of the two i, th- I think it's the Westin though yeah um but that being said we would love to meet you there yeah so, so if you're if, gonna be a horror hound without a doubt if you're thinking about going please let us know because we would love to have sort of like an lgbtq caucus sort of thing like a meetup where we meet you we have some drinks we can take some photos together listen we I, love meeting our fans i'll tell you something right now and i will put this in my pocket yeah if any of you want to meet up with us, I'll buy you a drink. Yes. So what if we want to meet you. Um, what if there's 30 of them? That's fine. Okay. I'll buy you a dollar beer. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's perfect. 
<laughs> you heard that, folks. Dollar beers from Friday the 13th right here. <laughs> no, seriously, if, if you are going or if you're even thinking about going, we'd love to meet you there. Please let us know that you're going to be there, and we will make plans to see you for sure. Yeah, but that brings us to the end of episode 19, Maddie. We've pulled off 19 episodes, 19 full episodes. Feeling strong, feeling good. Yeah. and um, we got more planned for you, because trust me, we have a lot of stuff planned for the coming okay. months ahead. We have... And now that we have um, concentrated our efforts to mm-hmm. more concentrate on the main episodes, we have a whole sheet of ideas totally. ready for your ear holes. So, so get, get ready. ready. And also, get, get slayed. slayed.